everybody. Welcome to the newest episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. Today's guest is an indie rock artist based in New York City. She's got an awesome new album out right now called Free Now on Park the Van Records. And she's even open for a personal favorite band of mine, The Drums. Before we get started, please make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And on that note, please welcome Drew Citron. Drew Citron, thank you for joining me for an episode of On That Note. Really excited to have you. And while I was doing some research, uh, I had one question pop into my head that I really had to ask you because you've been playing in bands and you've been in the music industry for probably over a decade now. So was there a moment recently that made you finally decide, like, I'm putting out the solo album? Uh it actually wasn't a single moment. It was kind of the culmination of like developing the record over a period of years. And I ended up choosing to do it as a solo record. It was kind of in the works as the third Beverly record. And then it ended up uh, just the material ended up making more sense as a as my own name. So that's why we did it that way. And it came out on Park the Van Records, and that's uh, your first album with them, correct? Correct. Um, Yeah, and that was like a beautiful um, confluence of time and place, if you will. Because really, I didn't know anything about the label, but I met Chris, the label head, at a show that I was mixing. I um, I, I do live sound for work. And I was mixing a Broncho show at Elsewhere, and he was working Broncho. with Broncho at the time. Me too. Very big fan. And I ended up, like, becoming friends with the band, and Chris was there, and he was like, aren't you in Beverly? Like, where's your next record? I want to put it out. And that was how it happened, and it was beautiful. That's so sick. Wow. What did that feel like when he asked you that? Good, you know? I, getting recognized at work. It f- always feels good, you know? That would, like... That would be like you getting, you know, podcastized at, uh, you know, where do you go now? At, at city, at city <laughs> MD, you know, getting yeah. getting recognized at city MD. It was like that. That's so sick. Broncho is awesome, and that's so cool that you uh, you you do live sound. You've been in bands. You own a, a venue. Like you've been in this industry for so long. Has there been things that you've like huge lessons you've learned within the decade that you've been doing this that most people might not think of right off the bat well i'm actually lucky i don't own a venue but i was very um integral in the build out of a venue which is yeah i feel i feel like fortunate to have the experience but not the um harrowing financial burden as it is these days about to say of all times this would not be the year to have a venue Yeah, I just, you know, I'm like a tinkerer and uh, I like to nerd out about production from start to finish behind the board and on stage and in the studio. So it's just that's kind of like how my career has progressed. Gotcha. Whether whether I'm producing or engineering or in a band. Do you have a favorite hat to wear, you know, out of those tasks? I really, really like, uh, no, I love it all. I, I love playing shows and I love like 
the 30 to 60 minutes on stage and I like I like load in uh, I like like meeting people that work at the venue it's so sweet to like think of all the nostalgic things we miss about playing shows just little things like this you know like a stage manager being nice to you or like you know meeting people at the merch table little things like that um I also like you know spending like three hours like messing around with snare samples I, I like it all so I'm really, you know, born and bred for the whole thing. So for your debut album under, uh, under Park the Van, what was the writing and recording process for that? Because you just said that you like to, you know, you could spend hours dealing with snare samples. And that, that is so true for a lot of people. You can go down that rabbit hole. Did you have any moments where you know you were stuck on a song or stuck on a certain thing that you just had to like really push through and get to uh, to see to the end yeah that's a good question i actually really um i spent two i will say i the thing i learned from this record is i think i spent too long mixing like it just it was at a point where I kept going back to re-record things and like I had like seven demos of one of the songs and I was just like going really in the weeds on the production process and by the time it was done I was just like I no one's gonna tell the difference between this demo and this demo like it's all in my head and there is a point where you have to just like put down the paintbrush and just let it go and that's something that I'm really working on and like on the next record, I'm probably just gonna be much more um, track to tape, that's it, that's the take, no edits, like just just get it out there, because life's too short. Very true, that's a good goal to have, to give yourself only a take or two to to get the best that you possibly can, because I feel like maybe that gives you more opportunity or you take the preparation phase a little seriously so that mm-hmm. when you're actually recording there's not a lot of lollygagging because me personally sometimes I'll, rec- I'll like write a song as I'm recording it and when I'm doing that there's not really a there's not really a finishing point like that I have in my head whereas if you have a song written already and then you go to record it you can you, you can set the rules you know you could be like all right no more than this many takes of this and uh, you already have an idea of how you want it to sound yeah i'm trying to go somewhere between wilco and war on drugs like you look at that <laughs> wow yeah you brought up some two great albums wilco uh, yankee hotel foxtrot is literally one of my favorite albums of all time I can't agree, but I'm just gonna. I I respect that opinion. You don't. You don't have to agree. We like Thank controversy you. on here. What, I don't want to. We can't even go there. But I what, I totally respect. We that. we absolutely can go there. What do you not like it? Mm-mm. No no no. I'm just not. I'm not as familiar as I should be. That's what okay. I should say. Yes. It's okay. Uh, it took me a while to even like this record i only liked one song jesus etc and it took like two years to really like appreciate the album as a whole for me i think i think i i think i actually really love wilco i just don't know wilco does that make sense 
and it's like it's become almost a joke like it's it's just like a van joke it's just like a band that you can put on on tour in the van and trick me into liking right (laughs) i'm like who is this this is great and everyone's like yeah it's just become a joke at this point you just can't ask anymore just assume it's will yeah exactly (laughs) well yeah i definitely recommend you know giving an album any of theirs really a deep dive this one in particular i think is their best but uh, maybe i'll maybe i'll do that over over the holidays i canceled my family plans so i might as well dig into that record there you go wilco mm-hmm. can can be your family for this yeah, christmas exactly do you like war on drugs as well uh yeah that record in particular is just uh, it's a real van jam it's really nice to put it on on a long drive it just gets you there for sure yeah some of the songs are really long so i feel like it makes sense that it could last a while on an on a road trip yeah and i would never like dj that record but it's really nice to have those records in your collection where you can like put it on and go to the bathroom when you're djing and come back and it's still playing (laughs) right so what records do you play in the van when you're going on tour um i i really like um you know we'll do like a beatles power hour we'll do like a zeppelin power hour sometimes you end up in the back of your own van like how did we end up listening to the dead for three hours like how did these bootlegs like get on here it depends on who's in the van you know um and but like if it's like three in the morning and everyone's asleep and you're driving to a hotel um a good call is just like you know miley cyrus just something, a guilty pleasure that will really keep you awake and alert. Yeah. Or Spice Girls or something like that. Hey, Spice Girls are <laughs> iconic, really. I mean, so is yeah. Miley Cyrus. She's, she's yeah. a bad bitch. So one thing I geeked out about when I was doing my research on you was that you toured with the drums in 2014. I love the drums, especially their newest album, which I think doesn't get as much credit as it should. I love that record. I love that record. I love the record that they put out when we were supporting them. We did um, it, um, Encyclopedia. Not, not a portamenta. Yeah. Encyclopedia. Yeah. That's a beautiful record. Um, very like analog, modular, synth heavy, like very Jacob influenced record. Um, and I do. I love that. The last record, too. Amazing. Yeah, like Johnny's Johnny's just uh an incredible songwriter. Like there's nothing else to say about it. Is there anything you learned from touring with him about songwriting or about performing? Uh the performance is just like never fails to deliver. He's a real showman and it's kind of yeah, I just feel like it's such an awesome, it's a really inspiring live band to see every night. It's like all the music was just created for like thousands of people to dance their asses off, which is just something that we all really miss right now. Mm-hmm. I got to see the drums live uh, last year at Tropicalia Fest here in uh, California, and it was 
they're one of my favorite acts of the day. They only played probably at like 2 or 3 p.m., but it didn't matter to them. They were they might as well have been headlining. They were like having such a great time. Everyone was dancing. And it's such a like, I don't know. All, I realized how feel good all of their songs are, even though sometimes it sounds a little sad or melancholy on the record, but they were blasting those songs when we were playing them. Yeah, they, they're, yeah, people like grew up with that music. So a lot of their fans are very, very emotionally like riled up and like singing all the words and just like going through this like really religious experience when they play. And I had the, um, I've just seen them so many times and I love them and one of my favorite shows was I got to hang out with them at Coachella when they played, and that was awesome. It was, like, so epic to be on stage for that, on the side of the stage. It's cool. Yeah, that's got to mm-hmm. be such a, a geek-out moment. I'd be, like, hard-pressed to think I was even living reality right now if that if I was in that situation. Yeah, it's it's cool. They're, they're great. So... Alphaville is the venue that you were uh, connected to, you didn't own, but Mm -hmm. I always thought that that was kind of a cool thing to do to actually uh, be part of the building of a venue, and it's kind of like a community center or a hub for music in an area, and I love how certain venues can have such a a feeling or or a legacy that breeds like scenes did Mm -hmm. you see any of that at alphaville which is in bushwick new york and uh Mm -hmm. if so like were there some bands that you thought were standouts for sure we had some really really great just like heavy hitting locals and friends that just played all the time like i could you know my own other band public practice we played like some of our first shows there Beverly played there, um, Future Punks on Dull Tools, another amazing local band. Uh, we had like uh, also like some serious because Ad Hoc is a great promoter here in Brooklyn, and they we were just like such close buddies with them that they would like bring really cool kind of like just about to break and like developing indie artists through um and like a couple really memorable shows uh there was a band black midi played a show there and it was like one of the most like insane like overly packed like very industry feeling shows that we've ever had there what do you mean industry it was just like everyone at every indie indie heavy hitting label like every publications there. there every promoter. every label every label was there everyone from you know beggars group and whatever so it was just very sceney for that there were a lot of shows like that we had like liars did like a secret show during the day um that was really cool um Yeah, and more than anything, it was just, like, it's really special to have a venue that's, like, 150 cap because it means even if 10 people come, it's still fun. Like, it was just a small room, and 
it could be packed to the gills or like totally empty and it would still be a cool night. And it always sounded great. We made it sound great. That's important, <laughs> making it sound good. I bet, it's very important, yeah. I bet having a 150 cap kind of incentivizes the most intense fans to get there early to make sure that they can get in. Because if a pretty big band like Black Midi plays, you know, I would imagine that just like sell out pretty quick. Yeah, exactly. And it was all, I don't even think any fans got to come. It was just filled with people that were on like their manager's list. It was right, like one of yeah. those. Everyone's on a list for that show. Yeah, but also it was, it was just, you know, I'm saying was in the past tense because I think, I think those days are behind us. I don't know what's going to happen next year. But um, it's just fun to like be in the middle of like a club that was just always fun no matter what. There were just some like insane, like we started doing a karaoke night that just got insane, that was so fun every week and... That's great. It's a great vibe. That's awesome. Well, I'm hoping live stuff comes back sooner rather than later. Yeah, me too. Great. Well, that's going to take us over to the last five. I'm just going to ask you five quick questions and then we'll be out of here. Okay. All right. Number one, lyrics or beat first? And when I mean beat, I mean more like, you know, guitar or piano. How do you start it? Oh, lyrics. Really? Hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm a so real you... yeah, lyrics. Sorry. Explain. I'm a it. I'm a I'm a real lyrics person for sure. I could really tell that on Free Now. That song feels very poetic. They all do, thank, but that one in particular you. felt like you said a lot with a very few lyrics. Thank you. I I try to push myself on that front and you know, Sometimes you get lazy and you just don't have it in you, but it's a good goal to try to be writing poetry with your lyrics. Do you have any poets or songwriters that are kind of writing that line that you look up to? Oh, I think the greatest lyricist of all time is Joni Mitchell. So maybe that makes me basic. No. But uh she's kind of the be all end all for me and uh really like really inspiring. Just like taking it way out on a limb and tying it back together and not even rhyming most of the time. It's it's good. It's something to look up to for sure. She's someone I feel like I've slept on for a long time because I mean she just seems like one of the goats especially for you know, 60s and 70s era. And uh, I think I know whatever the biggest song is, but I can't even name it. You know, that's why I feel bad. But I know she's obviously been so influential. Mm-hmm. For sure. Great. So second question is, what's on your musical rotation right now? Um, I've been, like, singing the praises lately of... Bill Ryder Jones a lot, um, who is now a solo artist and was like in a band in the 90s, a Britpop band. Um, and he's put out his solo stuff on Domino and I really, really kind of just discovered it two years ago and I've been 
really into it lately. Interesting. Bill Ryder mm-hmm. Jones. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of him. That's that's cool. Yeah. So what kind of genre would you say his solo stuff is? It's very like, uh, it's beautiful production. That's what I like most about it. It's like bedroom songwriting with big fuzzy guitars and it's just like beautiful i don't know it kind of he's like a northern english guy um border of scotland ish and it kind of reminds me of like indie rock from that area like uh do you remember the band pause i like that band as well Um, i don't i don't know them so it's it's kind of like fuzzy grungy beautiful guitars beautiful songwriting kind of kind of what i try to kind of like what i try to do oh okay okay. um yeah um but it's like bedroomy it's indie like i guess alex g like other domino artists like i do like alex g i'm glad Mm -hmm. you said somebody i knew i was like this is gonna be (laughs) rough (laughs) i like alex g too yeah he's sick so number three is who's your dream artist or producer to work with well, I'm hoping to work with Bill. Like, I want to send him some stuff and see if that works out. Why not? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, maybe he'll listen to this. Yeah. Maybe Bill I'll Ryder. just send him this. Uh, yeah, Bill. Uh, who else? Um, I don't know. Can I get back to you on that? Yeah. You can think of, like, legends, too. You know, there's no ceiling here. Hmm. Oh, well then, yeah, I would love to do a duet with Stevie Nicks. Oh, classic. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, and I would play the tambourine, and then she would play the tambourine, and then we would like, you know, it would just be about the outfits and the tambourines. That would be it. It would just be like a tambo duet. I'm thinking no That's other instruments, right? Just tambourine exactly. and vocals. Yeah. That's. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, well... Question number four is, what do you think is a perfect album front to back? Um, figure eight. <laughs> the double whistle. Yeah, figure, figure eight. eight. Elliot Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I've listened to an album or two of his, but I don't think I've heard that one. Uh... Yeah, I think... Wait, hold on a sec. Yep. That's the one I thought it was. <laughs> I wanted to get it for you. you I it? wish I could see it a little bit better, but the... <laughs> the How do I make it? The beach oh, is... There it is, there it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh. Basically, um, and you can go stand in front of this mural in Silver Lake or wherever. Oh, no way. Where, That's in where, Silver Lake? That yeah, where he wall? took this picture. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that's a good choice. Absolutely. I've seen that's that album cover. One. Everybody likes Elliot Smith. I mean, he's super moody, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I do like the songs and the albums I have heard, but I don't think I've listened to that one. It's funny, like, I don't find him moody anymore. Like, I used to listen to him as a teenager because of the moodiness, and now I'm kind of like, it's just funny as you as you get older things change the meaning like comes in different ways like now when i listen i just kind of think about what an amazing guitar player he is 
was. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. I feel like when you get older, you get new perspective and new context for an album. That's why I like this Wilco record so much because my perspective on it when I first heard it was as like a senior in high school and it was like the first time I was actually getting into the idea of making music and I don't know mm -hmm. I think I just didn't I wasn't ready for it yet and now I can mm -hmm. listen to it and I can appreciate all the weird shit that's going on in the background where at first I was just like what is all this noise like I don't want to hear this and now I'm like oh but it's so atmospheric it really helps drive yeah. the record so your perspective can really change over time yeah for sure all right well this is going to be the last question and then we'll be out of here to you, who do you think are some of the most underrated artists right now? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, my friend's band, Blush, that's an incredible album. I highly recommend Blush. It's a great band. Um, I listen to WFMU a lot. I don't think I've ever listened to that. There's not a lot of radio I listen to. It's a free, it's like a free form station here. And it's how I discover a lot of new bands because the DJs are so good. Um, do you know this band, Men I Trust? I think they're really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, they are really cool. I don't know if they're underrated, though. They're doing great. I'm like, they are doing yeah. pretty great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, not everybody knows them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. I'm sorry I'm kind of not delivering on it. but No, you're good. Most people are scratching their heads at that one because, you know, these are questions that I feel like as soon as you get off the call, you're like, oh, shit, I should have said that. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think, um, I don't know. I'll get back to you on it. I'll email you some answers. Yeah, send me some links. And uh, I, I'll listen to Blush. That sounds really cool. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Well, you've given me some some great things to check out. The Elliott Smith album, Blush's mm -hmm. album. Uh, Drew Citron, that's our time here on On That Note. I appreciate you coming on and talking with me. Everybody's got to go listen to your new record, Free Now, out right now on Park the Van. It's awesome. Kind of reminds me of Angel Olsen a little bit as well. It's really Thank sick. you. Thanks so much. I really love her, too. Not an underrated artist. No, she's like, she's at her prime. Not an overrated, not an underrated. She's just like killing it. Killing she's it. right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Be well, everybody. Thank you again for joining me for another episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. If you haven't yet, please make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, and you can even leave a comment down below to let me know who you're listening to. On that note, I'll see you guys next time. Hands on how I love you.